Welcome to Because You Need to Know. I am Edwin K. Morse, President and Founder of Pioneer Knowledge Services. This series is your digital resource of valuable conversations with nonprofit and knowledge management enthusiasts from across industries and from around the globe. I'm Nadia Kawianova. I absolutely love working in technology and more specifically uh, creating innovative products with artificial intelligence. My most fantastic job work experience was at my own company. The field I work in is automating business processes with artificial intelligence. I'm currently working at Technology Valley. The most interesting thing near me are some ancient sites from Roman times at the Sofia city center. What is artificial intelligence? It's really interesting about artificial intelligence because uh, some people confuse it sometimes with machine learning. So that's a really good question. And uh, machine learning is actually part of artificial intelligence. It has been around for years, but in the recent years, the researchers have made it possible to do so much more advanced functionalities and activities with machine learning and AI than it was possible before. So what has the most potential in the next five years, machine learning or artificial intelligence? Uh, they are interconnected. So machine learning is part of the artificial intelligence overall. And I believe there is huge potential in different fields. The field from artificial intelligence that we particularly chose was natural language understanding. And we believe there is huge potential there. When you're talking about what's referred to NLP, natural language programming or, or, or natural language. Processing. Processing, thank you. Is that text-based language that a human interfaces with the machine, right, and produces language? Yes, absolutely. When we're talking about NLP, natural language processing, what we mean by that is a kind of the ability of the machine to understand natural language, free speech. So it could be via the user typing, so it would be textual, or it could be audio, the user speaking to the AI to understand. It could also be a video, so there could be different inputs. And of course, the outputs could also be different. The AI can actually, after understanding it, can respond to the user again via different means. It could be saying with voice, the answer, also typing. Also, it can show, in our case at least, it can show images, PDF files, videos. I think most of our listeners would be thinking artificial intelligence, not sure what that is, but I'm sure in the commercial world, they're already using it. Um, can you give us some examples of where most people are interfacing an AI now and may not know it? So if we are talking about some examples uh, for natural language processing, uh, then I think a great example is uh, chatbots or AI assistants that can answer frequently asked questions or can guide the user through a process. This saves time and makes the process and the activity more efficient. The chatbot can stay on the on the company's website, for example. And of course, when the AI cannot understand the question, it can transfer it to a human agent. But uh, the AI should be able to understand if it's well-trained about 80% of the questions. Probably dependent on a whole lot of variables. So a case in point, uh, most automobiles now have some sort of voice recognition built into the Bluetooth system, 
call Jane, uh, text Joe, uh, these types of commands. And I got to tell you, it's one of the most frustrating blood pressure raising situations when in one vehicle uh, in particular, and I won't name any names, but one vehicle absolutely never recognizes whatever I say, but constantly takes action to assume that I said something that I didn't and do it. And it's like, stop, stop. And it was funny because I was talking to one of the manufacturer reps and they said, oh yeah, they don't really, they have a hard time hearing low male voices. If you had a female voice, it would hear you better. So I've actually tried to escalate my voice, you know, uh, it's just painful. That's all in development. I mean, we are, we are living with tools that are constantly evolving. What's the industry look like from your end? This is my perspective on the consumer end. What's it look like on your end as the developer? Yes, absolutely. We actually have had a lot of uh, clients and users, you know, uh, complaining from other chatbots or AI systems that they have tried and, uh, you know, they, they have been complaining about because they are either didn't understand them or they were not happy with experience overall. So I absolutely understand what you mean. That's a common problem. That's why we wanted to di differentiate and uh, we have been working for years to develop our own proprietary uh, natural language understanding technology in order to solve that problem and make a more advanced AI assistant that would understand free speech or natural language. Uh, for example, one of the main things that uh, distinguishes us from on the market is uh, um, handling multiple meanings per message because no user says hi how are you what services do you offer in three separate sentences or three separate messages right the free speech just goes like like that straightforward directly and nothing on the market can handle those three different meanings and that's why we developed a technology that can it is important to to support different languages our technology can support more than 100 different languages. Well, and that's a good point. You know, the language piece is definitely a set of different circumstances. But within a language, you've got geographical colloquialisms or geographic specific meanings uh, that may not represent the whole country or the whole you know region. How do you even approach that? Uh, there are such specifics for certain regions, also their dialects, their slang, there are different variations. So um, we actually do additional training on those terms or on those specifics to the neural network so that the machine learning, you know, can actually be trained on those specifics and understand them in the future. This is a heavy lift that is customer specific that's absolutely right yes one of the advantages is that we don't believe that uh, the same standard solution product provided to everyone else without customization works well because every company has certain specifications and has certain requirements and certain needs and we customize for the client and using the client's data it is only their model and their network and nobody else's so two questions is do you see the biggest market for growth internal 
to organizations or external to organizations and to be inside facing or outside facing. And are you actually telling me that you're creating or you have created a system that is what what would be termed as a software as a, as a service? Are you, are you providing a subscription service to vent um, clients or is there, are these standalone instances? Our business model is one-time implementation and customization fee and a monthly subscription afterwards. In terms of applications, uh, like you said, the applications of technology are so many, both internal within the organization, you know, to monitor business online with KPIs, analyzing all incoming inquiries, assigning them to the right team, having a dashboard to monitor many, many, many other applications also uh, about knowledge management, but also external to customer support. And I think that both options actually have different useful applications. But right now, what we notice at the moment is that there is more demand for client-facing automation of um, business processes guiding the users through a certain process. Well, this is all very exciting. So what's the future for you and your company and artificial intelligence and just the what's the future of the, the, the average human on the planet of what's going to change for them? So uh, regarding our future, uh, we believe that uh, we want to continue to be leaders in terms of advanced technology and uh, we can constantly continue innovating and developing our technology. And in terms of for every person, I, I really hope that uh, we would be able to automate a lot of processes so that people w- would not have to do a lot of manual work and would have time for for the things they love and are interested in. Do you have a definition of knowledge management? I think uh, that uh, knowledge management, of course, uh, includes uh, different aspects. One of the aspects is to gather useful information that is uh, essential and important for the business. Also, continuously gather information uh, and feedback about every and each completed project in the company to extract lessons learned from that so that it is being used as future advice and guidelines so that mistakes don't uh, are not repeated. Well, I think that's a splendid definition. Very nice. Uh, are, Thank she's you. <laughs> she's wiping the sweat from her brow on that one everybody. So If you want I can add uh, something about uh, AI and knowledge management probably. Sure. Um, how can we use artificial intelligence for knowledge management? From my experience and what projects we have had, one of the most common knowledge management requests and project type uh, that we have had is, you know, for companies that have this knowledge base. They usually have gathered a lot of information in different formats, PDF files, wikis, internal wikis, or uh, even websites, uh, intranet sites, etc. They usually have uh, data in different formats, audio files, video files, from meetings, etc. And what we do with our artificial intelligence technology is we analyze all those uh, materials then the AI is trained on that information and it can answer questions regarding it so that when an employee or a customer, depending on whether it's internal or external, asks a question, concrete question, ask the concrete question and the AI answers concretely. 
about that uh, question. The AI is not going out and finding keyword like what we would all be accustomed to, right? The keyword search. And then you get a list of most relevant to least relevant. You're talking about reconstituting information to form an answer. Exactly. That's exactly right. So the traditional system would actually look for keywords. But uh, in our case, our artificial intelligence looks for meaning, search for in the ba- on the basis of meaning, and can provide a concrete mm-hmm. answer to a concrete question. And also additionally can provide more details and point to the right file or to the right files that contain even more information. Well, who wouldn't want that? Yeah, I think that's quite yeah. useful. <laughs> Everything that most people are used to what's called indexing, right? So the system index all your content based on number of terms and you know that sort of thing. So it helps speeds up the search piece. I guess if you've modeled all the data and the tax, I'm presuming you're using a taxonomy of sorts. You have to build a taxonomy to an organization to even have the language structure, I would think. Yes. No. Uh, yes. So indexing is an important aspect, of course, so that this is definitely useful. But of course, we're talking about levels mm-hmm. up using more advanced technology. Mm-hmm. So we are scaling the technology up as fast as, as necessary for because we are using Docker containers and we can build uh, more as necessary. It would be it is going to be fast. The answer is okay. yes, it is going to be quite fast. Well, with that, Nadia, thank you very much for being here. It was a pleasure. Because You Need to Know is designed to bring people's experience and their knowledge forward to be shared. I'm Edwin K. Morris, and I thank you for joining in to listen to another conversation brought to you as a public service of Pioneer Knowledge Services, a nonprofit tax-exempt organization with a charitable knowledge management purpose. Find us online at pioneer-ks.org and add your voice to the conversation on Facebook.